Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? Not too bad, mate. Uh, not as bad as you, though. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> oh, oh, mate, I have never been so sick in my life, I don't reckon. Honestly, oh, I would not wish that on my worst enemy, that flu bug. So it's been almost two weeks now. It was nasty. Still fighting it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just really just starting to come out the other end of it now, eh? Like two weeks, two solid weeks. So Far out, mate. Still got the sniffles and cough. Yeah. So it was just you that had it, or was it your kids as well? Your wife, I think, escaped today. Uh, yeah, Blake, my son, he brought it home um, a few days before I got it. But he must have been contagious before he started showing signs and you know, just being around him, I picked it up. So, mm. But my daughter had had a cold about a week before that, and that turned into a chest infection. So she had a chest infection, So and then my son was crook. And then I caught it, and I was <laughs> bedridden for days. So, yeah, it was pretty bad. So, yeah, still trying to come right. Um, well, I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better. Did you get back to work this week? Uh, yeah, yep, got back. Bit of a hard work, but I needed to get back, so I just got back into it. But, mm. you know, these things these things have to happen, I suppose. Yeah, well, this is it. And we'll talk about this in a sec, because you were meant to come down and hang out with us for a week here on holiday. <laughs> And um, that didn't happen, which we'll chat about shortly. But i got to say, you, you were mentioning that around 50,000 people at least actually cancelled flights with Air New Zealand in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, Air New Zealand's just been knocked big time, eh? They reckon they just, just to shar- uh, staff shortages at Air New Zealand, they had to cancel flights on their own behalf, but also people cancelling due to sickness and mm. probably obviously other reasons as well. But they reckon it was just it was just unheard of, eh? All right. So... All right, mate. Well, we'll get into it. Uh, we'll start the jingle and then we'll have a bit more of a chat about the uh, string of bad luck that we've had in the last couple of weeks with catching up. Uh, two, three, four, five, down the tools, up the mic. A tree guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, and one nails hits. We'll review good beers, and just shoot the sh**. We're R&B, and Andy G, and this is Tradio, Tradio. Well, yeah, episode 24, and it's good to have Oren back. It was, I've got to say, the last podcast, mate, episode 23, was a little bit lonely. <laughs> I bet it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the shortest episode, man. It was like eight minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it's just an apology to everybody saying sorry. We're all out. <laughs> yeah, Crook. Well, listen, I mean, a couple of episodes before we'd literally done a best of the previous ten episodes, so there wasn't actually any best ofs to be uh, putting into the last one. But you know, yeah, yeah. I still felt like we had to we had to front up and just say, look, Oren's not good, uh, and just tell people about the giveaway that we've got with uh, Q Records and Collectibles and I think what we'll do is we'll uh, do the giveaway of the voucher we've got for him uh, in the next episode in the meantime there you can head to our Facebook page facebook.com slash Podcast, and just uh, find out the details about how you can win yourself a gift voucher to spend on uh, Q Records and Collectibles.com website anyway mate string of bad luck so just before um, well in the last previous episode to the last one, obviously we were going to catch up. Yep. You were going to fly down to Christchurch with the family and come and spend some time with us, but obviously you got sick and it just turned into like a string of unfortunate events. <laughs> it just got out of control, didn't it? It's, oh, I didn't even know where to start, mate. It was I just I was been so looking forward to that trip, you know, like, and just coming down, hanging out, having a couple of beers, you know, chilling out with your family and stuff, but. Oh, I just can't believe it. We've got to wait, and we've got to wait another I don't know, 10 or 11 weeks or something now. Yeah, well, that's at least we've got something else to look forward to. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, So you couldn't make it. Um, here's the thing, though. We, we obviously still went to Hammer ourselves, just, and, and it wasn't as... It was a good break, but it wasn't as much fun as I was expecting it to be. <laughs> no. We found out, found out some friends were coming down from uh, Rotorua, up in the North Island there, and they were doing a bit of a trip around the country. And we found out they were going to be coming to Hammer when we were there. So we thought, fantastic. Well, we've got this house that we're staying in with this, you know, spare room and spare beds for the kids so they could swing by and stay the night. And then obviously we we would say to them, look, it would cost 120 bucks for the night or something. And then we'd give that money to you guys because you were very kind and, um, and sort of 
let us have the house on your behalf as well. Yeah, yeah, just. But oh, we couldn't get any of the money back, so we just thought, ah, it's just write it off. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. If we had these friends stayed, then we would have given you their share of the money back that they'd spent to stay with us. But anyway, that didn't happen because when they rung us and said, "Hey, we're on our way to Hamna," um, we said, "Oh yeah, our little girl." Our toddler, two-year-old, has got a really, really runny nose and she's not in the greatest state. Um, so they cancelled because they've been fighting a lot of sickness themselves, our friends. So we didn't end up catching up with them either. <laughs> so they didn't stay. Oh, no. We had a great time in Hammer. Uh, we got home again on the Saturday. And then on the Sunday, my wife got a tummy bug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing after another, right? I know, man. She's just starting to come right now as well. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, the, the hot pools in Hammer were pretty good. Um, it was, you know, it was so big. I haven't been there for about 13 years. So it was really quite good, actually, to go into the hot pools. But the, the thing about that is that my swimsuit, my, my togs, um, they're really good at holding in air. And I got into this little hot pool with about five or six other people and as I got in my my shorts filled up with air as I got into the pool <laughs> and then once they were once they were submerged under the water I was like I didn't let this out because everyone here is going to think I'm farting <laughs> so I was so I was in this pool trying my hardest not to let this air come out of my togs because you'd sort of passed that threshold then, eh, of like, right, after about 30 seconds, it's going to be a bit weird. Um, but anyway, suddenly you I... You should have just pushed it all out in one big go and just and then just gone, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. The air did come out. It went bloop, 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 and it looked really bad. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping they understood what it was. I mean, there was a fair bit of air that came out. Anyway, yeah, went out for dinner um, that night. Really nice restaurant there as well, which I'll be happy to go back to again. But look, at the end of the day, that week, I think in, in some ways, without sounding too negative, it was good that we didn't catch up because we all got sick in some respect. Yeah, mate, we were actually saying the same thing. We were kind of like, with everything that happened, with us getting crooked, with the flights, with the weather down there, the weather was nasty, you know, and there was, and even the day we were supposed to fly out, Christchurch was supposed to have like hurricane force winds and wouldn't have been a very nice flight if even if we did get out. So we, we were saying the same thing. We're kind of like, maybe it just wasn't meant to happen, you know, it was just everything was against us. So these things happen, I guess. Yeah. Like I said, though, October. When we do it again in October, mate, it's something else to look forward to, so that's a good thing. Daylight savings, and it'll be warmer, so it's better beer drinking weather. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Bring it on. Can't come soon enough. <laughs> I know, mate. I, I'm honestly, I'm counting down the days again now, and it's, it's exciting. Police have seized a significant quantity of methamphetamine and an arrest for importation. Half a kilo of methamphetamine was concealed within a box of Lego from the USA and it was intercepted by customs at the border. This was on the news just this week. Yeah. And it had an estimated street value of $250,000 and $300,000. And I think they've got it wrong, though. It's the new Meth Lab Lego set. (laughs) Meth Lab Lego set. Yeah, it comes with a free sample of meth. (laughs) It comes with its own little setup. Teaches you how to bake it and everything, eh? (laughs) Absolutely, mate. I mean, you've got to say Lego with some very good instruction booklets. (laughs) So I did this. um, I did this thing recently. We. Because I'm a volunteer firefighter, we had this complaint come through to us at about 19 past seven in the morning um, one weekday. And it was someone saying, your fire siren is way too loud and shouldn't really be a thing anymore. <laughs> and the reason why it came through at that time in the morning is because it had gone off literally a few minutes before. Um, and here's the thing, where I live, the fire siren, and we, we've made this, we've made this agreements with the community, is that we turn our fire siren off between nine at night and seven in the morning. Hi. Um, rather than go off all night 24-7 like it does where you are. Yeah. Um, a lot of communities across New Zealand have fire sirens as well. But, yeah, our one's turned off between 9 p.m. and 7 a.m., you know, so we do respect the fact that people need to sleep. But what I did is I replied to that complaint, and I, I think I was very amicable about it, and I just highlighted the fact that the siren is such a needed thing. And 
what it then sort of spurred me on to do was to write an article uh, for the local community Facebook page just to tell everyone, you know, the benefits of the siren. And because I'd seen another couple of people moaning about it as well. Yeah. Because I do a lot of Facebook stuff for the brigade I'm with. And anyway, um, it had the most amazing response, like over a thousand likes on it and lots and lots of comments of people supporting it as well. There's a lot of people in the community that love the siren and understand why we have one. Yeah. Anyway, then I got approached by the editor of a local community newspaper who said, look, we want to give you the front page of the paper and we want you to write us an article along that line. Um, basically about the siren. And if you've got a minute, mate, I'll, I'll read out the article to you because this would be quite handy for anyone that has a siren in their area and always questions why yep. we do have sirens when you've got other methods of notification like pages and cell phones and we've even got an app and all that kind of stuff. But there is a reason why. So if you've got a minute, mate, I'll read it. Yeah, mate, yep. Just go out in your local paper just recently, did it? Yeah, it did. It went out um, uh, start of July. It was like the July issue of the uh, of the community newspaper. Hello. But anyway, so I'll just I'll just read it. It's not it's not massively long. But anyway, it goes like this: it goes the fire siren is a staple in many Kiwi towns where you find volunteer firefighters. It's a sound that's music to the ears of those who need help and the volunteers who respond to it. Now, every time it winds up, those local volunteers fill it with adrenaline, drop whatever they're doing and rush to the station to be out the door within four minutes. Love it or hate it, let me explain why in this day and age we still use this handy alert system. Now, a couple of questions were asked of us lately in various forums, such as, why don't you have other means of alert? Well, volunteers do receive text messages and alerts via an app, Plus, is it really something we need anymore? That's another question. Short answer is yes. Long answer is yes. <laughs> now, it's important to us for these four reasons, right? One, we're volunteers. We're at home with our families or at work. We're not based on station like career firefighters, police and ambulance. Uh, two, the telecommunications network is not 100% reliable, so the siren is a backup. Three, our volunteers may have run out of phone data or have no Wi-Fi, so our alerting app may not work. And four, if our crew are in a noisy place, they may not hear their alert messages, but they have a good chance of hearing the siren. Now, it goes on to say, I'm sure you agree with me when I say the phone coverage in some parts of town is terrible. I personally live in a spot where it's only good at the foot of my bed and in the back garden, oddly on the kids' trampoline. Sometimes I've got to stand there with one arm in the air and one leg out to the side just to get a good signal. Anyway, my point is I have the perfect example of how unreliable the alert system we use can be. Now, on the 28th of May, we were called to an animal rescue. I heard the siren. The adrenaline rushed into me and I was en route to the station as standard. Eight minutes later, my alert app went off and I got a text at the same time. Now imagine that we had no siren and that happened to the whole crew. Given that we only have five minutes maximum to get out the station door, we'd have taken 13 minutes from alert to finally getting on the road. And in 13 minutes, a house fire can spread tenfold, a medical call could go from a possible save to a loss of life for the patient, or a person trapped in a car wreck has to endure that trauma for longer. Now, due to historic concerns about the siren when it used to be 24-7, a compromise was to have it silenced from 9pm until 7am. However, in the event that communications do go down, the siren will activate between 9pm and 7am if there's been no response from brigade members within four minutes. So again, the siren is still the most reliable means of summoning the volunteers, and without it, any pager or telco failure would require manually rounding up members to have them respond, taking up precious time we sometimes don't have in life-threatening emergencies. And because we have the siren, we're able to be out there helping someone quick smart. So let's flip the coin. Imagine if the siren went off for you or someone close to you, how would you feel about it then? So come follow us on our Facebook page and see the updates on why the siren has sounded, because there are always very good reasons. Yep. Here, here. And that's it. Very well said, mate. That's very good. And I tell you what, after that went out, we had no complaints. <laughs> I think people got... Yeah. Oh, very, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's very well written. Yeah. It's good. Thank you, mate. And there's even an ad on TV at the moment. Have you seen that ad that's going around with... Uh... But about the volunteer fire brigades, isn't it? oh yeah, what well, about yeah. the siren? Um, yeah, they're all out. Like some of them are in a field, and some are in a workplace, and the siren goes off, and they drop everything and run. Yeah, that's like um, employer recognition. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. But yeah, that's the write up that was in the paper. And um, fair to say, they've got a lot of local support. Some people did comment back when I put it onto social media originally saying, oh, we should have some kind of local referendum or a vote on the siren. And I was just like, no. (laughs) No. Why would I incite that? Yeah, it's a nationwide thing. It's not based, it's not a local thing, it's a nationwide one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting there telling us we need the siren. I'm not going to go, oh, well, tell me if you don't want it, and we might turn it off. <laughs> we went to a call-out recently, actually. It was to a local rugby club where they were um, – it was it was the Saturday club matches and massive field. There were about five or six games going on at the time, so lots of people around, and we got called to this place. And it turns out that the showers, the steam from the showers, had set off the alarms. Really? But um, – yeah, we got attached to it, turned up, found out what it was, and went back again. About 40 minutes later, it went off again, so we had to go back there. It's, it's a good, you know, five, ten-minute drive there, under lights and sirens. Yeah. And anyway, we got out the second time and obviously did our checks again, but this time uh, someone from the club came out and said, you know what, we're doing all these um, sausages and ham rolls and stuff like that if you guys want one of those. Anyway, so there we are. We all pile into the kitchen, about 12 of us. And um, they give us these massive rolls full of, <laughs> of you know, full on cooked ham. And they said, "Oh, do you want some gravy in that?" And it's, "Oh, mate, it was it was so good." <laughs> yeah, probably probably trying to grease you up <laughs> for the double call out. Oh, look, it it really helped. It did. Um, it was really nice of them to do that. And uh, to be fair, we weren't uh, we weren't angry with them for turning out, but. To go there a second time, it was a bit questionable. Yeah. Uh, but when they offered us some food, mate, they, they, they won us over. Absolutely won us over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a local, there's a local engineering firm in town here. I won't name names, but you know who I'm talking about. That Their fire siren used to go off very, very frequently, you know, yes. two, three times a week sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every one of them was a false alarm. Yeah, a particular engineering company that always has some kind of thing burning inside their building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the fire siren hasn't gone on. It's, it's gone off a little bit around here, eh? But the um I think it's been it's been a little bit quiet lately. Mm. But it went off well, I think it went off yesterday afternoon, I think it was. It's the first time I've heard it in a while. Well I used to stay I used to still get the messages from the um fire siren where you are. Uh, so I'd always know what they're up to, but for some reason they stopped a while ago, so I don't actually know what they're up to anymore. Uh, my kids got stranded at school recently. My wife forgot to pick them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what happens was that <laughs> on, a, on a Wednesday, <laughs> on, a, on a Wednesday afternoon, the kids finished school at 2.30 uh, as opposed to the standard 3 o'clock. And what happened is that because my wife's sister had come for a visit with her bub, um, my wife had just forgotten it was Wednesday, knew the kids had to be picked up at some point, three o'clock, right, was in her head. Anyway, she gets a call from the reception at about twenty to oh, 10 to 3, saying, um, yeah, just wondering where you are. Uh, it turned out that she'd forgotten it was Wednesday, forgotten it was the early finish, and the kids had gone straight to the office and were there waiting to be picked up and said, our mum has forgotten about us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mother of the Year award, eh? Oh, yeah, but you can imagine how uh, distressed she might have felt, eh? I mean, because she was just like, oh, shit, I've forgotten to get the kids out the door, left her sister here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, poor kids were literally the only ones left at school by the time they were picked up. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, Erin did the same thing once, but it was at daycare. Yeah. It was a cross, so because I used to pick them up on certain days, and we, you know, we had our days and stuff. And what and it changed, I had something on, I think, and she had to pick them up. I was driving somewhere, and I saw her drive past without the kids in the car. <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell?" And something like that. And then I end up texting her, and I, and yeah, I text her, and she texts me back and goes, "Oh shit!" Like this, and then she, <laughs> and then she she'd forgotten. And the kids were still at daycare. Luckily, the daycare hadn't closed, and the kids were just, they just carried on looking after them. Yeah, and Aaron yeah. was like late picking them up big time, you know, <laughs> totally forgot about it. Because <laughs> there was a part of me there that was thinking, well, because she works at the school that your kids go to, had she left work and forgotten them at school? That's what no, I- but her colleague did. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. A colleague um, left school one day and went home after the board after the meeting they had, and was at home and was like going to her husband. Oh, did you get such and such? And they're like, he's like, no. And then they get a phone call from the school saying, you realise you've left your kid here. <laughs> got home and and they were sitting on the couch and her mother showed me the i won't name names but her mother showed me the film footage mm. on her phone afterwards and she's filming the kid and the little kid goes mom why did you forget me oh, no, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> that's heartbreaking yeah that was so funny <laughs> oh that's heartbreaking poor thing because <laughs> that's the thing the kids the kids don't quite understand it was a mistake eh? they think oh my yeah yeah actually they think you've abandoned me <laughs> talking of the kids my little toddler she's t- over, just over two now she she had a birthday actually as did you and i recently mate we're both a year old yep. since we were last together so happy belated birthday mate yeah yeah mate same to you I, my, unfortunately my birthday just went downhill it was my birthday and the next day I just started feeling crook and then she was just a downhill slide uh, <laughs> from there. I'll have to make, make up for it in October. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, my, my two-year-old has had a birthday very recently and um, she's incredibly switched on, so switched on. Her speech is amazing. She can sing the entire alphabet in tune. Um <laughs> She counts to 10 without a problem, and she knows colours. Dude, I'm just blown away by this kid. Anyway, she's figured out how to use my bedside alarm clock, and, <laughs> and it's like I keep getting alarms going off at like 2.30 in the morning, 3.33 in the morning, and just random times because she's played with my clock. And, you know, like it's an older sort of style digital bedside alarm clock where it's got the sliders on the top where you can tell it to turn the alarm on or not have the alarm yes. on. But unfortunately, because my bedside alarm clock has been with me for such a long time, that when you switch it to say alarm on, sometimes the little red indicator doesn't pop up on the screen. So it looks like yeah. it's not set, whereas it actually is set. And she's figured out how to set the alarm at the most random times of the morning. And it's always the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> it is the worst sound, eh? I don't know why anyone who who the fuck would set their alarm clock with the buzzer? Who would do that? Well, back in the day, before we all had smartphones with alarms on them, when I had an alarm clock so I could get up and go to work because I used to start work at 6 30 in the morning. Mm. So I set it for about 10 to 6. And um that, that was it. I, I, I didn't to be honest, I actually didn't know you could set it so their radio came on. <laughs> and I probably would have slept through it if it did, but it was that horrid freaking in the, in the morning, every morning for years. Worst thing, it's, it's hard to take material, that sound. And, you know, just imagine getting it at times you do not expect because your two-year-old's been pissing around with your clock. <laughs> Um, she's, she's very cunning. Uh, and I can't even tell she's, she's almost like, she's a very good criminal, mate. She'd, uh, go to the scene of the yeah. crime and leave no trace. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, kids. I know, mate. I love them really. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't have had them otherwise. And I've got to say that because it's my job to love them. Trading. Speaking of kids and then, uh, um, I think our kids did something in common today. We um, took the kids and went ice skating. I haven't been ice skating in like 20 years. How'd you go? The kids, the kids were terrified. Well, Chloe got out there and she was okay. Blake was terrified of it at first. Yeah. He had a bit of a tantrum because he couldn't do it. But then we managed to coax him back out on the ice and got him going. And by the end of it, we couldn't get him off the ice. <laughs> <laughs> what, because you couldn't catch him? <laughs> he, was, oh, he was hooning around, yeah. And they were both were by the end of it. They want to go again now. Well, have you ever so, seen a have you ever seen a baby giraffe born and trying to stand up? <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> but it was ironic actually because my daughter uh, had her birthday. My oldest, uh, Ashlyn, turned twelve recently at the end of June, and my my sister in law had offered her a free take her out for an ice skate. You know, they're yeah. like auntie and niece. They're very close, and they do a lot of yeah. things together. So ice skating was one of those things, and they happened to do it today out of. <laughs> Out of any day in the year, and you guys happen to go at the same time, just crazy. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember well, the great last minds, one. The great minds think alike, eh? We were born in the same month. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I went ice skating personally. I, I didn't go with them, but um, I just remember it t- takes me a while too. And then eventually I am, I'm scooting around the ice rink, but the problem is I don't know how to stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's easy, but <laughs> I, I can't do it, mate. I, I've, I've, just haven't mastered the stopping side of ice skating. I can get up, you know, when, when you get some momentum yeah. up, it's like, all right, I'm just going to have to hit that wall <laughs> and hope I don't like break. Like an ice hockey player. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> exactly what it's like. Um, <laughs> you know, so she had a great time. Sounds like you guys did as well. There were no injuries, I hope. No, nah, no injuries. My daughter got peeved off with me, though, because she she said to mum when I, when, I, when I was away skating by myself on the ice, she turned to mum and goes, it's so annoying that dad's so damn good at it. Because <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> oh, gloat, mate, gloat. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It does take a bit of coordination, but um, yeah, good on you, mate. You got out there. You did something. Yep. Just still on the subject of kids, actually, there's, there's quite a few stories to share because it's been, you know, four weeks since we caught up properly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back to my toddler, Elise. I've got to play this clip to you. Um, with my newfangled device and I changed her bum recently, put a new nappy on her, but it took a bit of bribing. Uh, have a listen to this. Can you lay down for me so I can change your nappy? No. We sing the ABC song? No. We read a book? No. Um, I'll give you a treat? No. Oh, I'll give you a dollar. Okay. Oh, come here then. Uh, <laughs> she accepted a dollar for it. My kid, my two-year-old is learning the value of money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sweet as. <laughs> it was legit because I've been chasing her around for the previous couple of minutes and I thought I'm going to record this because I'm, I'm, I'm going to see what she says yes to. <laughs> it already, had already been about a minute or two of bribing before I recorded that. And yeah. so I thought up a couple more ideas. And then when I offered it, because I found a dollar coin in my pocket. So she'd seen the dollar. And I thought, I'm going to try yeah. that. So when I showed her the dollar, as you heard, she said, yes. And I, it worked. Uh, Sweet. But once we'd put the nappy on, though, she forgot to ask for it. So, yeah. Blackmailed her. Ah, shame. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. We are going to eventually stop putting nappies on her, but when she's a teenager, that's going to be the credit card. Yep. Yeah, yeah. you'll have to hide them somewhere. (laughs) Well, this is it. We're even still on the subject of kids. My 12-year-old Ashlyn's now got her own cell phone. Um, Yeah. I know know your oldest has got a cell phone. um, Yeah. But it's just strange. Mom's old one. To get text messages from my 12-year-old and phone calls, it's very odd. Have you noticed your kids sound really different on the phone? Yeah. Chloe, yeah. She rang me the other day. No, sorry, I rung home and she answered mum's phone. And she went, hello. She went, hi, dad. And I went, I actually went, who's this? Because <laughs> I didn't, she goes, it's me, Chloe. And I was like, man, you sound different on the phone. Completely sound like a completely different kid. Classic. Yeah, they can. I, yeah, my, my oldest daughter, definitely, yeah. Because she did, in fact, yeah, no, that reminds me. They, they rang me from my wife's car, and my wife can Bluetooth her phone through her stereo so everyone in the car can hear you talking. And, and, and it was my oldest that made the call, and I thought it was my wife because she'd <laughs> rung from my wife's phone. And, and I don't remember exactly what I said to her, but I was for the first 30 seconds, I was pretty sure I was talking to my wife. Until, yeah. it, until it clicked, it's like, it's not how she speaks. <laughs> <laughs> like, is yeah. this excellent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But honestly, bro, today I was, I was looking at Ashlyn. She was making her lunch, and she was doing two-minute noodles, simple meal. But I was just, I was just observing her. I was sitting at the, um, the bar in the kitchen, the, uh, the breakfast bar, and I was just, watching, I was just saying, fucking hell, she's grown up. She's so grown yeah. up. And, like, to, she's cooking her own lunch on the stove and – I was just like, and she was the clothes that she was wearing as well. She's she's got yeah. she's bought some new clothes recently, and she just looks like a twenty year old. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't take long, eh, mate? They just ah. man, I can't believe how fast it's gone, eh? Like the kids, kids have just gone shoof, and just growing up. It's just mm. yeah, it makes you realise how busy life is, eh? When all of a sudden one day you actually get five minutes like that to stop 
and actually really look hard at your kids and go, shit, you know. Well, do you know what? Up fast. Do you know, you know what hit me. It was a couple of weeks ago. I just had this thought, and it just dawned upon me. Just literally, I just remember my reaction to this thought that just popped into my head. It's like with my oldest, in six years, she will want to move out. She'll probably want to go flatting. Yeah. Like I've got six years left probably with my daughter. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know yeah. if I'm ready for that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to have to be yeah, ready. You've got, to, you've got to make the most of it now, eh? And all you can do is, like I always think, all you can do is try and prep them as best you can so that when they do move out, that it's not a total disaster. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. But you can learn a lot in six years, you know, <clears throat> learn yeah. a lot about life and, you know, she's in she's in high school next year. Dude. Oh, you think, where the hell did that go? <laughs> Jesus, honestly. You know, it, it doesn't make me feel old or anything. But just... They were at daycare, weren't they? When you guys first came here, they, you were your two were at daycare. Yeah, well, that's how we met each other, right? Yeah. Um, Jeez. Yeah. Well, you and I, yeah, you and I met through the daycare because our two youngest were there. Yeah, yeah. I think the first time we met was uh, when we went to Auckland Zoo for a kindy trip. If you remember, we had lunch at the same picnic table. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we had sort of given each other a wee nod when we were picking up the kids at the end of the day. Little did we know what kind of friendship would blossom out of that. Yeah, yeah. Time flies all right, though, eh? Like you sort of, I look back sometimes now and think, shit, I can't believe you guys even lived up here for as long as you did. It just sort of seemed to be a blur. It might have been all the piss we drank while you were up here that made it a blur. (laughs) I know, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I still, I still miss living there. I still miss good it. Good old teams, eh? It's a good place. Yeah, it is a good place. And the thing is, it's always going to be there to visit, but it's not like we visit every week or anything like that. Nah, but, you right. know, we've made a bit of a life down in Christchurch now and happy with the way it is, but there's always a party that's like, you know, what if? What if we'd stayed mm-hmm. there? What would we be doing now? So I'm going to make you jealous now. Oh, what's last that? Sun- last Sunday, Erin's sister was staying over at their beach family beach house mm. with her kids and the kid and my two wanted to go over and visit and i was like it's such a nice day we should all go fishing and the kids didn't want to go fishing and i thought well okay we'll take two vehicles over to the beach i'll take the boat over and then if anyone wants to come fishing they can but i'll go for fishing out in the bay by myself and erin ended up helping me launch the boat went out into the bay and mate i've never seen the bay over at mercury bay so calm it was like an it was just oily calm so I ended up going right out to the Twins and then from there out, I went right out to the Mercs by myself and fished out there. And it was freaking awesome. There was fish everywhere. Like I caught six big, like big snapper and I even caught a squid. I've never caught a squid before. I was bringing my line and I was like, what the hell's on the end of this? Got it in and it was a great big squid on the end of my line. So I brought it into the boat and I used part of it for bait and caught a couple of big snapper on some parts of it. But I brought the rest of it home and found a recipe to do like your homemade squid rings and stuff. Yeah, nice. And I cooked it up and it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. So oh. I'm going to try and catch squid now. It's my new thing. Fuck you. Yeah, but it was freaking awesome. And then I honed <laughs> it all the way from way out at the Mercs all the way back in full noise back into the bay at the end of the day. So that was a bit, a bit of fun, hooning around by myself. Yeah. Do you know, I, I was thinking, um, uh, I have a few moments where I sit there and think, and recently I was just like, well, if you actually look at a New Zealand uh, grab a seat, sometimes you get cheap flights from Christchurch to Auckland. And mm. I was thinking, what's actually stopping me from finishing work on a Friday, going straight to the airport and coming up for the weekend to go fishing and then back on Sunday? What's stopping me yeah. doing that? You know, why not? Why not? Because some of the flights, you can get flights as low as about 40 bucks. Exactly. Chips. I can bring a carry-on bag. It's not going to... It's yeah. not take, and you've got about 10,000 fishing rods, so it's not like I have to bring one of those yeah, yeah. up. And I'll, drive, I'll drive up and pick you up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll give you some fuel money, obviously, but it would save yeah, me, man. you know, the, the money I would save on the, yeah, the money I would save on the bloody flight. So, and that's you'll just, have, you'll have, recently you'll have, start doing that. You'll have to fly up to the fishing competitions. Exactly. Yeah, mm. that's right. And it, it won't take me too long to get, uh, you know, it won't be too hard to get leave if I have to sort of finish a bit earlier or take a Friday off or something. So, yeah, yeah. I just like, why don't I do that more? 
<laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking it today too. I was thinking even I should just, I said it to Erin the other day, I said maybe I should just bloody book a flight and go down and just do a um, charter. Just do like a boys piss drinking weekend and go and have a round of golf with you or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've got a mate as well who is one of my colleagues at the volunteer fire station, but he's also a, he's also a career firefighter who I reckon I might talk to about getting on the podcast and explaining to us what the firefighter strike's all about in a bit more detail. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that's for another time. But he's a keen hunter, and he's talked about, uh, him and I have talked about going out for a hunt. I mean, even if we went and did like a four-day weekend hunt or something, man, that'd be quite good. Mm. Get out for a tar shoot. Yeah, a little bit of tar, but there's also a good few spots around here with red deer and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's one thing you and I have never really talked about. Are you kind of into hunting, or is it more sort of the fishing type? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah. I deer I used to deer stalk all the time. Yeah. We did used to talk about this a bit when we're up here. Probably we haven't touched on it yet, have we really? Yeah, well it's been that long. It's been that long yeah. since you and I have talked about it. I'm surprised because you know I've got the firearm and why did we never go hunting? Why did we never do that? I don't know, it's just time. We never got free time, we usually went fishing. <laughs> well, I suppose that's right, because working on the radio when I was up there, I never got weekends off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a bit just of a shame, really, eh? Nightmarish. Uh, but anyway, look, uh, that was my thought process. I was like, why can't I just do random weekend getaways? What is wrong with that now that I've got weekends free? Yeah, mate. I might do the same thing. Eh? I might just, you know, once I get a bit more established with this business and get it all under control because it's a bit out of control at the moment. Yeah. Um, I might be able to just, yeah, just like you say, just drive up Friday, Arvo, jump on a plane, come down. Yeah. Should you? Yeah. Why not? I mean, you're here in two hours, right? Yeah, yeah, it's only an hour, it's what, an hour 20 or something, the flight, not very long. Yeah. Do you want to do a dad joke off, mate? And I, I kind of feel like we need to do a few more than five dad jokes each in this particular episode because we missed out last time. Uh, okay. I've got a few here. We could find some more. Yeah, I've, I've got quite a few banked up. It's like when you haven't had a shag for a while and you've you just got a massive load to blow. <laughs> Yeah, joke blue balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the blue balls are jokes. All right, here we go. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. <laughs> what an analogy, Jesus. Lord. I've actually got a joke about sex. I can do that one first if you like. Okay, go for it. They say that during sex you burn off as many calories as running eight miles. Who the hell runs eight miles in 30 seconds? <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, Rage Against the Machine never specified what type of machine they were furious with, but I reckon it was probably a printer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or a broken router, and they're just been told by the techie to switch it off and on again. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> that did right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the thing with ice skating is no matter how good you are at it, the hardest part of it is always your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you find that out today when you went ice skating? <laughs> is that why you brought that up? <laughs> <laughs> What's red and bad for your teeth? <laughs> A brick. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just laughing before you even said it. You know, my wife just found out I replaced our beard with a trampoline. Man, she hit the roof. <laughs> Why did the Pepsi truck driver get fired from his job? He tested what? he tested positive for Coke. <laughs> <laughs> They say friends are like trampolines. Always oh, wanted a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me, mate. <laughs> my masseuse rubs me the wrong way, but my chiropractor cracks me up. <laughs> my optometrist and I have always seen eye to eye. <laughs> Where are you finding those ones? <laughs> I don't divulge my secrets. I actually just have a bank of dad jokes locked away in my head, mate. I'm not reading these. I'm just making them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. 
a female weightlifter goes to the doc and says, I've been taking steroids and I've grown a cock. And the doc says, anabolic? And she says, no, just a penis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I love watching programs about lakes and rivers on the internet. Anything water related, really. I'm actually watching a live stream right now. <laughs> <laughs> what does a shark call a jet skier? I don't know. I, I'm sure I know this one, but I can't remember. <laughs> Fast food. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, Oren, has a compulsion of dipping his testicles into glitter. <laughs> I'd say he's pretty nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he's a skier one. My next girlfriend has to be a skier. They actually get excited about four to six inches. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call men in line for a haircut? A barbecue. (laughs) Oh. And and, and what happens when the queue gets shorter? You call it a receding hairline. Why did the sperm cross the road? I don't know. <laughs> because I put on the wrong sock this morning. <laughs> oh, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> My wife got stung by a bee on the forehead. She's at the emergency uh, at the ER now. Her face is all swollen and bruised and she almost died. Luckily, I was close enough to hit the bee with my shovel. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call a cheap circumcision? Don't know. A (laughs) (laughs) rip-off. I'm done. I got no more. Oh, that was so good. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Radio. Do you remember many episodes ago when I was talking about how I put together all, all the statistics? <laughs> Sorry, just read Are you still reading dad jokes? Yep. Go on then. <laughs> Bonus. What, what do you call a herd of cows masturbating? Beef stroking off. Oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, that'll do. I that'll can't do. do it. Oh, I need some tissues. You're making me cry. <clears throat> oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't cry this hard when my pet rabbit died. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, sorry, let me recompose here. Uh, <laughs> back on track. Do you remember many episodes ago where I mentioned that I would bring up some stats, statistics yep. on Tradio? Yeah where I would add up how many hours, minutes, and seconds that you and I have chatted, except for this episode, because I haven't added this episode together yet. Yeah. From So this is episode 24, but from the previous 23 episodes, I called this the TTT, the total tradio time. <laughs> Thought that up all by myself. Are you ready for this? So in the last 23 episodes, we have talked for 22 hours, 28 minutes, and 50 seconds. <laughs> yeah, man, we can talk some shit. <laughs> you, you, absolutely, mate. Twenty-two hours, twenty-eight minutes, fifty seconds. Now I've broken that down even more. That is a total of eighty thousand nine hundred and thirty seconds, thirteen hundred and forty-eight point eight three minutes, and obviously, yeah, twenty-two point four eight hours, point nine three days, <laughs> almost a full day, and point one three weeks. If you really, Jeez. yeah, that's not too bad. That's a, that's a lot of yarning. It is. And I just worked it out. It's an average. It's about 120 dad jokes each. Yeah, really. <laughs> absolutely right. Um, we, we, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> we, could almost, we could almost do an episode just on dad jokes. I, I did think about that a while ago. Next time we do a best of, I think it should be the Tradio Dad Joke Special. Yeah, mate. 
So that would be in probably six episodes time. So around episode 30, I reckon that should be the dad joke special. It's got to be. I know that because we've, we've both got a good friend. His name is Edwin Booth, who, uh, <clears throat> who, who does listen to us. He's a very, very good fella. He's a South African dude who loves his Lego, but he talks a bit about the dad jokes. And I think it's going to be one of his favorite episodes if we did that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Easy. Yeah, he's pretty keen on his Lego, all right. Oh, he is, mate. Yeah. <laughs> How's your job going? You still manage doing the manager part of it? Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't really updated you on that. Um, still, I'm still the manager of the pack shed at the at the dairy at dairy farm at the veggie farm I'm working at. Um, yep. What did I call it? I, I sort of self-titled it because it doesn't really have a title. Yes, pack house manager, <laughs> but I thought, how can I make it sound a little bit better than that? I called it the pack house logistics manager. Because it really is. It is more the logistical thing. It's about getting the orders packed and sent out and to the couriers on time and making sure that the team are happy. And I, oh, yeah, I sat down because it's my sister in law's farm. And before you sort of think about it, it's not a, I haven't been handed this job on a platter. I've literally proven myself over the last year that I'm worthy of being a manager. So it's not like they're like, oh, you're my brother-in-law, so have a big job. Um, it's just I have, pro- <laughs> I have proven myself, and that's, that's legit. But yep. I've always had the philosophy that when you're working um, with me on my team, I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to want you to want to be there. Um, we're going to do fun things, and it's just going to be a great vibe. Anyway, yeah. just before I went away on holiday in anticipation of you pricks turning up and you didn't, um, <laughs> I, I sat down, well, my, my sister-in-law sat down with me and gave me some feedback because she'd been going around to the team asking them what they feel and how they feel about working down in the pack shed. And the biggest response that they got was that the vibe down there is fantastic and they just love it. It's not stressful. The job always gets done. Um, everyone feels like the delegation is fair. They feel like they're given a good rotation of jobs so people aren't doing the same thing all the time. And that, for me, was really nice to know because it, it sort of bolstered my philosophy that you're not, you don't have people working for you you have a team of people that help you achieve a goal that you set, but you're helping them achieve that too. That's kind of how yeah. I look at it. And um, I'm kind of stoked really because I, I don't have any managerial training. I've kind of just learned yeah. all this shit myself, but I really appreciate that people need to be treated as equals. I mean, I might be the manager, yeah. but we're all on the same level because we're all aiming to get the same thing achieved, yeah. right? And I'm glad that that was the feedback I got. It was a really nice way to sort of go into my holiday. So that's your update. Yeah, the job's going well. well I think a lot of managers need to learn that. No way. It's like you're only as good as the team you've got, you know, like and only as good as the people around you. Yeah, and so. we've had a few new people start and we've had a couple of people leave. And, they, they, you know, the newbies need to learn the ropes and they're going to make mistakes. But I call them happy little accidents. Um, <laughs> like, well, of course, you got to teach people the ropes. Then you don't know, can't expect them to walk in and know exactly how you do things. So yeah, of course, yeah. there's going to be a few teething things. But then you know the new people that have come in are doing a great job. And yeah, and then what about what about your job, man? I mean, because you've you've gone into business as a uh, a CNC engineer now. So how's that going? Because you bought your own machine and everything. Can't gone a bit nuts actually at the moment. <laughs> really? so, it's oh, it's good. It's keeping me keeping me busy. Of uh, like I said, I'm actually going to go to work on the weekend. Yeah, to catch on up Sunday. I don't usually do that, but I've got to go and just I probably do half a day. I've just got to catch up on some stuff. But um, I've got a fair bit of stuff lined up for it now. Eh, going ahead, so and, and I'm hopefully not, a lot of it will be repetition. I'm not asking so. for figures or anything, but you know you can charge quite well for that kind of work, right? Uh yeah, it's better than the the other building handyman side of it that I was doing, and um. The good thing about it is that you can you can actually earn better money faster with it because you're letting you're not having you're not based on your physical strength and abilities. It's it's more about you're using your brain. It's like using your brain to make money, you know, because you got to just do come up with clever ways of making products. Yeah, and that was my job originally, anyway. So it is actually definitely more lucrative. It well, this is in the long run. It's the other thing though. When you go back to the handyman thing that you are still doing, obviously. If yep. you say to someone, right, I'm going to build your deck for you, it's going to cost you, 
I'm just going to say ballpark, it's going to cost you $3,000 for me to do this. If it takes you two hours to do it, or if it takes you three days to do it, it's going to be the same price at the end of the day, isn't it? And, you, and, and yeah. if they're going to pay you that much and it's going to take you three days to do, you're not making any more money than you could. But I guess with the CNC thing, you can charge people for a specific job, you can do it in a specific time, and then you can have other jobs going at the same time, can't you? Yep. So if I, which I will do eventually, if I get going well enough, I'll buy more machines. Um, so then you can have multiple machines running. So you're doing not just one job, you know, like with the handyman side of things, I can really only go and do one thing at a time. Yep. I can have lots of jobs on the go, but you can physically only be working on one at a time. Yeah, but if you've I'm got saying, something yeah. working for you, like a machine, you can have multiple going at once to, to earn your money, you know? That's exactly what I was thinking. So you, you yeah. definitely sort of, um, <clears throat> you've sort of def- definitely stepped up a market. Anyway, so are you looking at the CNC thing now as, because I remember at the start, you were a little bit apprehensive about it, but now that you're sort of, having to go in on a Sunday to clear the backlog. Are you looking at this business now as your sole source of income? Are you going to start backing away from the handyman thing? Or Yeah, I will. I'll just phase it out. I've got quite a bit of stuff to, to clear. I've got you know quite a substantial backlog of work for it that I've got to clear up. I'm just not taking on any new stuff at the moment mm. for it. People ring me up and want me to die. I just say, I can come and do it about Christmas time. That's, I just say I've got that much work on. So I'm really trying to taper it off, but we'll just see how it goes. I may, it's, you know, I'm not hundred percent going to get rid of that just yet. Yeah. Cause the other one, you know, you got to find a, find the balance at the moment, but. Is, is there another handy, is there another handyman business you can literally sell your clientele to, or can you sell your business? Don't think I could really sell it as such that one because yeah, it's, it's, it's not repeat business. Yeah, it's a hard one. That one, yeah, it's because the customers are just people that come along and want you to do something. They're not like your customer. You can't go and sell that yeah. to someone. Yeah, because they know? may not, but that particular customer only wants one job done and you won't hear from them yeah, again. Yeah, it's not like it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Tradio. Well, that's uh, Tradio for episode 24. Really good to be back together on this one. I'm glad you're feeling better, mate. And of course, we do episodes every two weeks released on a Friday New Zealand time. Uh, come give us a like, facebook.com slash Tradio podcast and email us tradiochat at gmail.com if you've got a great story to tell as well. We'd love to hear from you. I'll leave you with this thought for the day, mate. If you're ever feeling lonely, glue a takeaway coffee cup to the top of your car and everybody waves at you. I love it. It's good. <laughs> I'm going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Really good to catch up and we'll speak soon, eh? Okay. Get a man. Trading.